0: To the virus,
1: coronavirus, has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst always, because if you don't, and the worst happens,
2: war room, pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. You know, we started this show in, uh, in mid-January. I think we launched it 21st, 22nd, 23rd, something like that. When Tony Fauci was on WABC saying, nothing to worry about, not coming here. It's not, no big deal. Don't think that made – I don't think that made Gibney's movie, right? We were on this long ago. In the spring, we got a lot of pressure from people saying, hey, why don't you drop Pandemic Call 2020? I said, why? They said, well, it's gone away. You know, it's the summer. It may come back in the fall. I said, no, it's not. This is not made – By nature, this is made by the hand of man, and it's impervious to heat and humidity. And now it's totally engulfed as the White House and the president's gotten sick. It's completely engulfed the presidential election. Now, I happen to think the president of the United States has got a great case to make about how he's handled this and his administration has handled this as well as anybody could possibly think and that his opponent literally has a to-do list. That's kind of like on post-it notes, right, as he's wandering around and, and his wife Jill is, you know, putting the bib on and off. But the line of demarcation is whether this was a gain of function experiment gone awry or was it is a part of a more sophisticated, more thought through, more organized biological weapons program that they're not supposed to have. What we do know, because our guest, and if you uh, stay up on the news, is one of the lead stories in the largest news site in the world, the most prominent news site in the world. That is the Daily Mail out of London. It has a massive web presence. She was one of the top stories yesterday as she broke another white paper. This is on the Biological Weapons Program. You've seen her on Tucker Carlson. You've seen her on the top sites of the world. Interviewed by some of the top people. Now, a lot of the mainstream media is avoiding her because she's a little bit like Cassandra. She's sitting there going, hey, you guys are the reason that you're, you don't want to cover this is the same reason that the Hong Kong lab, which is the best in the world, associated with the WHO, also went quiet. And the WHO went quiet because the Chinese Communist Party does not brook any dissent. They knew in late December of 2019 that there was a problem, and they started a cover-up and started lying about it immediately. This is not wingnut conspiracy stuff. The facts are all there. The one thing that the mainstream media can't get away from is that WHO, on the 12th and the 14th of January, fed into the lie. You guys can't get around that. You talk about Trump not following the, not following the thing. If, if he had followed what WHO did, where's Tony Fauci? Where's Sanjay Gupta on that one? Where's Sanjay Gupta on what the, what the a science-based, evidence-based, got to follow the World Health Organization? Tedros, at best, is criminal negligence. I happen to think it's worse, and I think you ought to be brought up on criminal charges. And the whole cadre of guys that work with him. And every dead, every survivor of of the dead of the honored dead should be outraged about this and no mr president you shouldn't be you know i'm getting angry mike pence shouldn't say he's very he's very uh, he's very angry about that no vice president pence he should not be angry it's time to take action we've got to stop saying oh they're going to be held accountable show me show me the accountability you can't say accountability and then say, you know, by that first phase of the trade deal, the trade deal's irrelevant. The trade deal's a couple of billion dollars. What are we talking about? We got six billion trillion dollars on the balance sheet of the Fed. We're about you're talking this weekend of a one point nine trillion dollar uh, coronavirus package that's packaged four. We're going to run the biggest deficits in the history of the country. We've destroyed the U.S. dollar. We've got Japanification of the economy. We have no earthly idea what the economic and financial outcome of this is going to be. As we sit here in October of 2020, and you've done as good a job as humanly possible, but we not need to stop. The games have to stop. And when I say the games have to stop, they're murderers. And if you don't believe me, read the report from Dr. Ming Yan, because she lays it out now, and the world's not going to be able to hide from this. You can tear her down, you can mock and ridicule her, you can take her off Twitter, you can take her off Facebook, but the truth is going to win out here, and history is going to judge everybody in this. And on this one, ladies and gentlemen, I'm on the side of the angels, Okay. I'm going to look pretty good to history. Producer Vish, producer Dan, Jack Maxey, Jason Miller when he was here, Steve Cortez, Greg Manns, Raheem Kassam, the whole Warren Miles Groh, the whole whistleblower movement, Doctor Yan. We're going to look pretty good in history's eyes. You know why? From the very beginning, we were telling the world, "This is what's happening. This is what's happening." cuomo and de blasio and murphy and the whole and sanjay gupta and cnn and msnbc where's your big investigative unit where's your investigator where's the k squad on this you people make me sick where's gibney gibney's running around four directors nine cameramen dude we got truth boom boom gibney did you ever point to the wuhan lab did you ever talk to dr yan did you ever go and look at the the information? Did you ever talk to the intelligence community? And where is the intelligence community? Mike Pompeo doing a great job, but it's time to take action. We're not going to find a solution until. Why are we not in that lab? Why is an internet not the WHO? They're owned by the CPC. Why are the top? Doctors in the world, not in the Wuhan lab, looking at every email, every text message, every experiment went on. Have everybody there and had the, C- the CCP off to the side. We're going to interview them. That's action. And by the way, if you don't do you get got 72 hours, you're cut off from the dollar. They just announced yesterday, today, they've raised more money, more capital on Wall Street this year than they've ever raised in history.
1: Three times last year. Raised- three,
2: three times last year. Check the fees on it. Guys living big in Greenwich. Guys living, flying all over the world. The party of Davers, they're loving this. The reason they're not doing it is they're making money off the Chinese Communist Party. Big money. Cash money. This is not a conspiracy theory, ladies and gentlemen. Unlike all these other morons, I know how the world's capital market works. I know how the world's economy works. I know who the players are. All the investment banks, the hedge funds, the money managers, the consulting firms. Right? I worked at Goldman Sachs. I went to Harvard Business School. I graduated with honors from Harvard Business School. I can actually count. The system's there. It's not a conspiracy. It's up in your grills. No deep state. It's in your face. Where's John Brennan? Where's John Brennan? He's yammering on about Russia, Russia. Where is your report on the biological weapons program of the Chinese Communist Party? Why do I have to have a young doctor? come out of Hong Kong, risk her life, have her mother arrested in a prison in Beijing? Why is the United States with trillions of dollars, why are we sitting here depending upon a hero from communist China who has to come here and do the report? Why is this report not done by the CIA? Why is this report not done by the DIA? Why? Where's John Brennan? Where's Clapper? Where's Comey? Where's McCabe? Where are all of them? I don't hear about Russia anymore. I don't hear about Hillary Clinton's emails. I'm tired of it. And that was the one that they were searching. Hell, I got the Southern District of New York on me. And guess what? I don't give a damn. This is outrageous. What country are we fighting for? Who are we? We got to have a young doctor out of Hong Kong come and tell us this, and you're spending a trillion dollars a year in the national security apparatus? And we haven't brought this out yet. Bill Gertz comes on the first show, and he's mocked and ridiculed by the Washington Post. Senator Cotton comes on on show four or five. He's mocked and ridiculed. Oh, conspiracy there is. Conspiracy there. Have you looked? Have you spent one second looking? We have the reporter from from Australia come on about the Five Eyes program. She's mocked and ridiculed. We're going to look damn good to history. And you know why? We're on the side of the angels, and you're on the side of the devil. You're on the side of Hitler and the Nazis. Yes, he made a Hitler reference. Well, that's the only one I can think of.
1: Hey, and you know what? CNN yesterday ran a report about the fact that there are billions of dollars of hair extensions sold in the United States. And almost every single strand is taken from the head of a Uyghur prisoner.
2: Outrageous. Outrageous. And the guy on the NBA sitting there going, Oh, you know what? We may be, Silver, we may be thinking about how woke we are at BLM because our ratings are down now to like 3% of what they were. Hey, but you're still taking money from the Chinese Communist Party? That's another guy. It's sick. And now I want to turn over to uh, Jack. We're going to take the heat down just a bit. Take it down. Let's get down. Running a little hot today. All right. Okay, I'm gonna turn over to Jack Maxey, Doctor. This this latest report about the biological weapons program. I want Jack to walk through. Doctor Yan, I I apologize for screaming in your ear, but your your bravery, what's happened to your family, and I look around at this apparatus and the cowards, the moral cowards. Brennan, you're a disgrace. Comey, you're a disgrace. You're disgrace, not because of the Trump and all that. You're a disgrace. Because you allowed this to go on with the Chinese Communist Party you looked at the other, Comey, McCabe, the whole crowd of you guys, the FBI, you're a joke. Okay? Brennan, joke. Clapper, joke. Hayden, Hayden you came out the other day in, in, doing Biden. Hayden, you're a clown. You're a clown even for an Air Force guy. You're a clown. You're a disgrace. Brennan, you're a disgrace. Comey, you're a mor- moron in disgrace. You're not even serious enough. McCabe, I'm going to tell a story. You came over to the White House today. You're a clown. You're a goofball. I saw your text message, Bannon, would they even let me in? I'd let you in because you're a clown. You're walking in. You think you're going to brace up Steve Bannon? I'm sitting there going, who is this nerd? I said, take this out. Write this down, McCabe. Write it down. Write it down. We're going to go to Quantico, and President Trump's going to come down and talk to your graduate class. He wet himself. I said, take your pen out. Take your number two pencil, and you're going to write this down. Give me a date in Quantico. And it didn't let him go. He had some guy, no, 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 take this down. Write it down, McCabe. Take that number two pencil. You wet yourself, sir. (laughs) You got to bring it, dude. If you're going to come, you got to bring it. Southern District, you got to bring it.
1: Well, you you know what, Steve? You bring up a great point. And one of the things that gets me so choked up, and people have watched it, probably don't realize half the time I got tears in my eyes when I'm talking to these Chinese dissidents, And a lot of it comes from a sense of shame as an American. Exactly. This idea that uh, we are turning our backs on our heritage here. Uh, So much of this, I think, is caught up in the idea of the morality of each of us. I mean, each of us is putting our own mortal souls at risk. And at some point, the West has to take stock of who we are as a people. And we cannot... Uh, be the people we were and are meant to be with association with the communist China
2: the, the deplorables get this this is about Well, by the way we're gonna we're gonna take a break and come back to dr. Young but I want to say this and you're absolutely correct when we do every, these specials on Saturday with the Chinese people and the deplorables get it but the reason Donald Trump is president of the United States is because of managed decline by our elites and this is what I'm talking about. This is – they're in bed with a totalitarian dictatorship because it makes the business model work of the party of Davos, right? The capital markets, the, the financial system, they like being in business with them. That's why they've raised three times more capital than ever. And that's the disgrace. I feel the same – I feel shame. I said, how did the greatest country on earth kowtow to this and so obvious and, the, and our elites are so obviously in business with them?
1: And, you know, there's a parallel to history in this. You remember Wall Street uh, funded all of the cotton crops down in Antebellum South, right? So there was an economic interest in slavery in the United States. And you know who said no to it? Good, solid, deplorable Americans in their churches, on their street corners, not in some boardroom on Wall Street. Okay, take a short commercial break.
2: Dr. Yan, we promise, is next. stephen k bannon here's your host stephen k bannon with what 23 days to go to uh to the most important election in the history of the republican flag officers 250 flag officers tell us that to sign the support of donald trump one small thing we're missing is how did this start and how did it get here well dr yan out of hong kong university says it's part of a biological weapons program and our one and only jack maxi is now going to walk through this report with Dr. Jan-Jack.
1: Well, Dr. Jan wrote another paper that we all went through about two or three weeks ago, which really went into the science of why it was extraordinarily unlikely that this virus occurred in nature. And uh, in that paper, she went through numerous things that seemed to prove it. Now, what this paper, what's so interesting about this, this is called SARS-CoV-2 is an unrestricted bioweapon. A Truth Revealed Through Uncovering a Large-Scale Organized Scientific Fraud. Now, longtime listeners of this show will know that we've spoken about this idea of the politicization of science many, many times. And what's so fascinating about this second paper of Dr. John, it's, it's very readable. It's almost like you're reading like a scientific uh, detective story in a way. And what she does is she goes through and she shows all of the times where the likelihood of it happening that way is almost impossible. And it's not just the virus, the sequences. It's not just the fact that we believe there is a backbone virus or one or two backbone viruses owned by the PLA that were used to craft this virus in a laboratory. But what's so interesting is this global effort at disinformation to create a fog around the truth and to obscure the truth and the way in which they used prominent medical journals to do this the most important one and i think it's a great place to start dr john because first we can go through things we've said many times one of the reasons we know we can't trust them they knew it was human to human they didn't tell anybody There has never been found an animal that it came from, right? You know, they claim that it's similar to a fragment of a virus that they found many years ago, but it's quite implausible. And it's perfectly suited for human infection, right? So we don't know the intermediate animal, but the moment it arrived in Wuhan, it was perfectly suited to infecting the human body. None of this makes sense. Now, one of the things that I thought was so interesting, Dr. Yon, I'm sorry for talking, I guess I'm getting at Steve's disease here a little bit, was everybody remembers this bat lady, and she came out, remember, right afterwards, and she said, oh, the first thing I thought was, could that have been one of my bat viruses, right? And then she said, oh, it, I remembered it could have been like this bat virus we found several years ago. And then they kind of claimed that that might have been the same bat virus that had infected those guys who had died back in 2013. And it was kind of a eureka moment where she goes, wow, I guess we should go look at that really strange bat virus that we found a few years ago. And, uh, you know, five years later, we're going to take a look at this bat virus. Can you talk to us a little bit about the charade that was done to the globe with this um, was it called RATG13 from uh, the Bat Lady and was first revealed to the world in the Nature article. I believe that was in January, correct? And this seemed to be the perfect cover story for all of the global science who just wanted to decide, okay, there's the answer.
0: So actually, Bat Lady Chijun is now the only one get involved in this. This is what I want to emphasize. And the second thing is, if you go back to check the whole nature theory, the nature origin theory based on the fundamental evidence that the RATG-13 virus found by Xi Jin Li several years ago, uh, maybe for a good purpose in uh, studying the zoonotic virus for maybe medical purpose, and somehow she forget it in her lab. And somehow after the outbreak of COVID-19, and also exactly after the day I uh, Reviewed uh, uh, SARS CoV 2 is made by the Zhou Bat coronavirus from PLA lab. The second day, she immediately submitted that ITG 13 paper to Nature. And very interesting, she only submitted a paper, but the sequence she submitted to NIH Gene Bank is even one week later. I remember it was 27th January. And then it was published on uh, 3rd February in Nature. The same day, there was another paper from Shanghai. The Professor Zhang Yongzhen, the first team collaborated with Wuhan, with Sydney. Uh, they published the first genome sequence about COVID-19. Uh, he also had a paper about the origin of the uh, SARS-CoV-2. He mentioned the Zheoshan bat coronavirus. And clearly, they don't like this. So Chinese Communist Party government punished Zhang Yongzhen, and later, all the society uh, so the scientific society they welcomed the uh, IATG 13 virus very well. Everyone support the Nature Origin series, support it.
1: Okay, so let me let me just try and explain that in layman's terms. Not only did she come out with this article in Nature the day after you kind of revealed and they knew the cat was out of the bag, she didn't actually reveal the sequence till a week after the article was published, which to me implies that there was some incentive or encouragement to get that paper published no matter what, right? Even if they hadn't been able to fabricate the genome for this fragment of a virus that they claim they found. One thing that I thought was so interesting, when they go and they do the analysis on that virus, the RATG13, that they say it came from a rectal swab on a bat, right? So essentially they swab the anus of a bat. And typically... I thought it was very interesting typically that you'll have a 30 to 80 percent bacterial uh contamination of the viral sample and what they had like one percent or two percent or something that just doesn't make sense if that's where it came from and then second they just sort of declare that it came from a province they don't say where in the province they don't give a date or a time that it was found and the fact that without all that detail concerning it, that she just remembered it in the back of her head, oh yeah, there was that one with that really crazy odd spike uh, uh, you know, protein on it that uh, we thought was really dangerous at the time, but we just didn't get around to looking at it. it. It doesn't make any sense at all.
0: Yeah, of course there are more things you can talk about. I listed in my paper. For example, Shijian Li's team became famous because she found the SARS-like virus from the bat and published it in Nature. And then later, he became even the the Microbiology Academy the member, which is very high title, and people call her bat woman. But for this virus, RITJ-13, I mean, she said she spent a year searching on that and got it from maybe relevant to the uh, minor cases in England, and they went there for several times, finally found this is only one of the two, uh, maybe the useful virus they found. And then they just throw it into the drawer. They uh, don't look for the full genome, right? They publish part of that. I, I, and then they don't look at the important part, the IBM. They always focus on that. That is a very, very big thing. And then they don't do any downstream uh, experiment about this. So they, even they, when the, they published this genome, they said, we run out all the samples. I mean, usually you can use it for at least 80 times.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and other, so where are
0: the other samples?
1: The, the surprising lack of curiosity when you know, immediately the light bulb went off in her head that, oh my gosh, it must be that one that's in the uh, bottom drawer of my desk. I would imagine she felt that way the moment she found it, if it was what she said it was in the Nature article. And again, how do you explain? Now, granted, this is like this is like detectives, like CSI, this paper. It shows this tremendous circumstantial evidentiary body of what I think is circumstantial proof that these guys have been covering this up. And the fact that they're engaging international publications and international organizations. You end the paper saying not only does China need to be held responsible, but we need to hold the World Health Organization responsible. We need to hold NGOs around the world and uh, scientific publications that have been motivated, it seems to me, largely in a protection racket for where their funding is coming from rather than seeking truth. And this becomes something very dangerous for science in general, wouldn't you say, doctor?
0: So I want to say, is if you check, besides on this evidence, and besides my intelligence, actually, I know this is fabricated genome. They don't have this virus. That's why they said run all the, simp- uh, the samples from the beginning. And I review it, day so they published it online. Uh, but what I can tell you is even from the genome evidence that you check the genome, as I said, again, it's like the fingerprint, right? It's very, very interesting that the relationship between RATG-13 or the other virus I reviewed in this paper, uh, including the counseling ones, including the medical one from the Yunnan Man Cave. So these ones, if you compare them with the SARS-CoV-2 virus, each to SARS-CoV-2 virus, they don't have the natural relationship of the evolution between each other. So that means when the SARS-CoV-2 exists in the nature physically, the other virus in this list, they don't exist in the nature because the relationship between them to SARS-CoV-2 is artificial. They are not relatives. And also SARS-CoV-2, we consider as nature, but it's just a map of origin. Okay, Dr. John, we're
1: going to go to a small break, but we're going to be back very shortly. And what I think she's trying to describe is when you look at these viruses, right, there's a genetic sort of fingerprint that allows you to see its evolution over time. We see this with the human genome. They talk about it all the time. Same thing with the virus, and that record is not there in this one. Back in just a minute. War Room Pandemic.
2: War Room with Stephen K. Bannon. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
1: Welcome back to War and Pandemic. This is America Confronts the CCP Bioweapon. We have one of our favorite guests, somebody who I have a great admiration for, Dr. Lee Meng-Yang. She is a, a brave person. And uh, we were just discussing this idea that these viruses that they claim are the potential origins for SARS-CoV-2. The genetic relationship to SARS-CoV-2 is one that would be unlikely to have occurred in nature because we don't see the uh, genetic history connecting these viruses. So, Dr. Jan, can you sort of go in to explain that a little bit better than I have or give it in detail, maybe I'll try and get the cliff notes out.
0: So, basically, if you want to chase the origin of the virus, you're really going to draw the evolution tree. So they show you that from A-virus to B-virus to C-virus, this is a, a path. It's like error motion. And this is basically based on the genome change. And when we talk about SARS-CoV-2 here, they also claim that because of it come from nature origin series. So they provide such uh, nature origin, the host virus and the uh, precursor virus, the series of the bad virus, pancreatic virus, to fulfill this gap of the theory. And all these viruses, if you compare one by one to SARS-CoV-2, you will find that their genome shows a violation of the nature principle. If you can not understand the deep sequencing knowledge much, then briefly I can tell you that it means when the SARS-CoV-2 physically exists in the nature, as we see it already exists in the nature now. So the other virus cannot be physically come from the nature; it comes from the artificial way. So that means all the series of the, the pangolin virus, itg 13, or the Vietnam virus, they are the fabricated sequence, and they don't exist in the nature. And also back to this thing, we still can say that SARS-CoV-2 is not nature origin theory, a uh, nature origin virus. Because there are always two possibilities. One is come from nature, another one is come from lab. So now compared to the nature origin theory, you have no any evidence to show there is any other virus related to it during the evolution. But you see, in six months, with the Joshin-Bad coronavirus from the China military lab, you can well produce the SARS-CoV-2 in the lab
1: yeah, I mean it's it, it, I'm actually kind of a little bit at a loss for words here because the way she describes it, I mean here's the here's the bottom line, people. If it came from nature, we ought to be able to prove it. Nobody's been able to prove it. And let me tell you, they've been spending a lot of time trying to prove it. So if it didn't come from nature, where did it come from? It came from a lab. Now, whether or not this was something that was done on purpose, who knows? But there's a lot of circumstantial evidence that points out to the fact that they were preparing for this narrative for quite some time. And uh, one of the things that I want to point out here, many people try to paint Dr. Yon as if she's the only person who's ever had this notion that the SARS-CoV-2 is actually closely related to the two PLA uh, viruses, ZCH5 and zxc 21 there was a doctor. You said this right in the in early in January. Himself came up with the same conclusion that this virus seemed to be related to them, and he published a paper. He was a well-respected Chinese uh, scientist, and I want you to repeat for the audience what happened to him.
0: Oh, he is the uh, one collaborate with Wuhan and with the University of Sydney, Professor Edward. Uh, they so they published the sequence first, as I mentioned, in January to the genome sequ- uh, to the gene bank in NIH, and later, of course, he write the paper. And in this paper, he said the most close gene, uh, according to the evolution, to this SARS-CoV-2 is the Jilin bat coronavirus ZC45 and dxc 21 The same day, it was published with Shijun Li's IATG13 virus on Nature. And then his P3 lab in Shanghai Fudan University got shut down. Of course, it won't give you the real reason, but everyone knows that it's a punishment.
1: Exactly. Just and
0: later, everyone talks about the ITG 13 virus in the scientific field. They ignore that one.
1: Do you think that there's some, to some extent, that Western sciences, scientists are afraid to open up their mouths about this because they're afraid of getting continued access? to Chinese laboratories and perhaps Chinese funding?
0: Uh, first, the China government is very generous to the Western scientists for funding things. As we know, in this field, we always face to the problem that how much money you can get to do the further investigation. Basically, more money, more study, and more outcomes. So that decides your future. And except for the NIH, uh, China government is the uh, richest, uh, in place. So many, many uh, foreign scientists work with China government. And the other thing is, if you check these papers, I and mean, the fabricated things I found out in the paper, they link to all the top peer review journals. So the peer review journals like Nature, Mindset, New England Journal of Medicine, these people, they it's a peer review, but somehow they all ignore this kind of very clear mistake and unusual things, and they publish it and then they encourage the whole scientific world to believe that because of their reputation. So then that means they help the China Communist Party in covering up the whole origin of the uh, SARS-CoV-2. Also, they censor the lab origin theory. All the papers linked to such cannot go to the top journal, and the most probably they go to the non peer review website, and then, like my report, those people jump out questions, this is not peer-reviewed scientific report.
1: Very hilarious. Are we still there? Okay. Yeah, Dr. Yan, I mean, how do you – what happens when you talk to scientists here? Do you get a decent reception? I mean, what's happened when you've spoken to top virologists here in the United States and elsewhere? How do they receive what you say one-on-one, I'm not talking about in in the media itself, but when you actually speak to the professionals, what kind of response do you feel like you get?
0: It means the ones I contact in US, right? Yes. So I I, I can say that I contact to the top scientist in FBI, and he talked with me for hours, and then he has no question, he basically, before I wrote the things, he seems doesn't know that IITG thirteen was fabricated because he prepared a lot. He showed me the paper, and I told him why it's fabricated. And there are some other researchers; they also agree with my things uh, when we are talking. And then they said I'm the one confirmed the, their ideas, and also they thought IITG thirteen is a fabricated, one non-existent. And also for some top expert I met in the U.S. government, actually I can say. When I show them the two report at that time, they are convinced. So they when they finish reading they realize that the thing is very terrible and uh, there are a lot of effort behind from China Communist Party and also WHO all this, and all these peer reviewed journals, the top experts to try to make people believe this virus is <sighs> come from nature, either from the Batcave or from somewhere else.
1: How does it make you feel like, for example, that article from yesterday in the Daily Mail, which was largely complimentary, but the thing that bothers me in each of these articles, when they contact Hong Kong University and they say, oh, what can you tell us about Dr. Yan? Oh, uh, we barely knew her. Uh, I think she worked the uh, you know, photocopier. They are very, uh, it's almost as if you never worked there. I mean, uh, how do you feel about that? Is it just a tell on how they're just so frightened of the Communist Chinese Party?
0: Uh, actually, Chinese. Uh, so the, I mean, the lab in Hong Kong. Although you may feel it's an independent international lab based in Hong Kong, but <laughs> since years ago, it's already under control of Chinese Communist Party, and their response is very typical Chinese Communist way. And they won't admit it because I'm the one who reveal the truth, and they are the one try to even kill me, make me silence. So they put a very, uh, very hilarious statement that I didn't engage into human to human transmission in late December to January, and uh, my claim of the my family get uh, harm from the government is not scientific. But ask them why Professor Malik Piewish quit of millions of dollars in Hong Kong just run away back to Seman and keep silent since I escaped. And ask what their response in scientific way, pound to pound to my report. And ask them why the uh those very famous ones just judge my paper as it's non peer review or it's related to rule of law foundation, although it's a foundation which saved my life. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, is Dr. Malik Pierce, is he in the West now, or is he still in Hong Kong? In Sri Lanka. He's in Sri Lanka. So why isn't this... he immediately retired. He's retired, but why hasn't some enterprising reporter gone down to Sri Lanka and asked him if he actually went to Wuhan in January? And if he's an employee of the World Health Organization, you would think that they themselves would have some sort of public records. This is what bothers me so much, Dr. Jan. You, you bring these bombshells to the table, and we can't find anybody to defuse them. We can't even find anybody to take a look at them who is, uh, should be in a position of responsibility. So like so many other things, we got to thank you for just coming forward Because it's going to rest on the shoulders of the Lao Baixing and the deplorables of planet Earth to get to the bottom of this. Because clearly, it's going to take effort on the part of individuals, brave individuals, just like yourself. So, good gosh. I mean, what you've gone through to bring this to the world is just unbelievable. And there was something that you said at the very start when Steve was asking you to talk about your bona fides, which really kind of stuck in my mind ever since you said you went to Hong Kong because you wanted to improve your study the study of virology and infectious diseases why because you wanted to help planet earth and here you are you've thrown your whole past life to the wolves to the side you have put everything at risk to do exactly that and I just got to tell you I have just tremendous admiration for you so we only have what now Vish about a minute and a half left Could you tell us uh, what next steps are? What do we need to do as planet Earth to make sure that this does not occur again?
0: So the first thing is I can make an example. So this COVID-19 thing is like when there is a leakage, water leakage in your home. And now you're looking for drugs and vaccine. It's like you are talking about whether mop or the heater can help you to make the house dry. Or maybe you thought it comes from nature. That means you want to change the broken drain pipe. But no, if you back to see this, all the thing is wrong. The thing is your neighbor deliberately try to spill water from any uh, any possible space into your home. Maybe from your door, from your window, from your roof. And also this neighbor, they definitely have more other solution. Maybe it's oil or maybe it's other solution and so do you think in this way just talking about which mob or which kind of hater can help your home dry is useful or you should back to see why this neighbor do this and what other kind of things they can release to your home and the harmful uh, effort effort behind it so that's why i think we're out and
1: what she's trying to say is our neighbor is china and they are pushing disease into our country through various methods, and we have to find out how they're doing it, why, and we get that by going to the lab at Wuhan.
2: War Room with Stephen K. Bannon. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon welcome back been an intense uh, two hours a uh, jack maxi stephen k Bannon, war room pandemic probably i think the most important show we've done of all of these and we think some have been pretty important um dr yan in the limited time we have left i i'd like to know what would you like the world scientific community to do with this information that you've now put forward
0: Any expectation for this world scientific community? Because you can see, I even some of their names, like the biggest expert for the HIV study, uh, Professor Robert Gallo, and also bioweapon expert in John Hopkins, Nancy Connell. Those people they just write things to ruin my report, ruin my reputation using lies and misinform- misinformation. I will do the point-to-point fight back with them because this is not only for me; this is for the global health. And the other thing is, you can see the peer review journals, the top ones like Landsat, Nature, uh, New England Journal, they try to make it very political. I mean, this this is a virus, right? This virus itself is not political, although now we see it seems to have some political idea that means how they, uh, when they attack certain people, uh, we can say like stay in the White House, stay in Pentagon, or stay, I mean, basically prove Mr. President. This seems have the spirit of the politics things, which is very con- um, consistent with Chinese Communist Party's idea. I mean, besides, I, I always think this virus itself is not the politics things. This pandemic is not the politics things. Everyone should work together to understand why it happened and where it come from. And I show the evidence. I tell people where it come from, and people should hold the Chinese Communist Party accountable. And for these scientific world people who
2: collaborate with Chinese Communist Party, they should be held to accountable, too. Dr. Yan, I think one of the things that, can, that has concerned me as we've gone through this is the world looks at this, the apparatus, you know, the scientific community, Wall Street, the governments, they look at this in, in a very static way. They don't look at this really as fluid dynamics or in a dynamic situation. Um and my question is, if we don't confront them now on the CCP virus, on COVID nineteen, you, what your paper says is that this is a vast program. They have other things that they're working on, other things in the hopper. I'd like to, to have your opinion on that if they're not confronted now, when they've essentially been caught red-handed, what do you think happens with this biological weapons program as it as it? goes forward. Does it get more intense? Is the world susceptible to more attacks?
0: Uh, as I said, this is not the traditional bioweapon. I mean, I showed the def- uh, definition from the Academy of Military uh, Medical Science in China. So this is, I redefine really it as unrestricted weapon because they, except for the characters they want, they also have some more uh, characters that, which will give it better benefits during this unrestricted bio-warfare. And every one of us, we face to the risk to get infected. And while we get infected, we become unconsciously uh, the vector which pass this virus, this bioweapon, to the people around us and to generate, uh, more da- generate more damage. And also, this is deliberately released. As I said, even before the outbreak, they start to plan how to make some so-called evidence published and later use it to uh, link to the whole evidence chain of the natural origin theory. And involve this, the China military and the scientists under the Chinese Communist Party control, no matter in China, in Hong Kong, or overseas, they all work together. So we, say, we, we cannot expect that this will stop because it, it's a war. I mean, it's a war. It never reaches the end if you don't uh, realize and don't, unless they overcome you all, right? So if Americans want Chinese Communist Party to control you, then at that time, maybe you can expect the kind of peaceful of the pandemic.
2: They, they kind of, I think, kind of control us already, the way we're acting. Uh, last, uh, two last things. One what would you tell the american people we just got a couple of minutes what what would you like the takeaway from your paper from your media or things what would you like the american people the lao beijing of america to know right now
0: i mean american people is much more lucky than we chinese people because it's a democratic country and you can own your route. You can vote to the government. You can choose, make decision, and choose who can bring you, help you to uh, do the action. And if you feel you, if you're angry about this, you you want to hold the Chinese Communist Party accountable, you can vote for it. That's the thing we Chinese people cannot do. We don't have such right. And the other thing is, don't be hesitant that you thought maybe a government like China should not do this to their own. People, so it sounds very um, uh, unbelievable. No, no, no. We Chinese people never thought that. All of us live in mainland. We know the government can do anything to you without any reason because you are not like the human to them. You are even your life is even less than the dog or other animals. Of course, they treat animals not good too. You see it, and they just treat you like the plants. If they want to eat some vegetable in their field, they cut it and eat it. Because the vegetable can come out soon. And always vegetable. You are like vegetable for them. So I think in US, maybe you can consider some letters. Go very fast, very tasty, and cut it. And you have always more, because we have 1.4 billion people. So we hope the US people can realize the reality. Don't treat it just as a common passage, common pandemic. Don't expect it will stop unless you really think China government is so good, you want it to ruin
2: you like it ruin our Chinese people. Dr. Yan, I want to thank you for taking this following two hours. We've, we've got to jump and wrap this up, but uh, I know from our viewers, we hear all the time people, you're in people's prayers, you're in people's thoughts. You have tremendous support in this country. We know you have it with the Lao Beijing and the whistleblower movement in the new federal state of China, but you have many, many people hundreds of thousands that that love you deeply pray for you every day and support you so thank you very much for coming to war room pandemic stephen k bannon dr lee thank man you. yan from hong kong jack maxi we will be back at 10 o'clock on monday morning This is so intense everything that's happening make sure you uh, go on twitter see uh, all of the breakup of the show uh, vision people will be putting the show up all day today i want to thank dr yan jack maxi the entire production crew see you monday Thank <laughs> you.